Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. I don't know. I don't know. I think we do some fucking plugs and fucking wash our goddamn brains of this. Yeah. Super Mario Bros. More like Super Mario fucking sucks. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm surprised the movie was so drab considering uh, Bowser was a fun guy. Oh, crap. We got to record this podcast thing. Oh, shit. It's the Nostalgic Front Yeah. Oh shit! Coming live from the one of the Brooklyn studios. It's me, Patrick Hasty. We started doing a thing. Coming live from the other Brooklyn studio. It's Brandon Ream. How are you, Brandon? I am fantastic. Nice. Big yeah. week. Big oh, week. Big week. Another big week. A lot of big weeks. Keep a lot of big weeks. Big weeks to keep on coming. Brad Mary keeps on coming. Brandon Reeve keeps on punning. There it is, right? I love that song. What do 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 that's a good part. No, that's looking out my back door. Do oh. do do looking out my both, back door. Both good CCR songs. Great song. Speak, great. Speaking thing. of CCR, <clears throat> Happy Father's Day to you. Oh, that's right. On Thank the day you. of yeah. recording. Happy Father's Day to you as well. You're having a big week. Yeah, packing. After packing. a year of no big weeks, you're you're getting a bunch in a row, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Packing everything up, hitting the road. But crack of dawn, Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, wow. Picking up a van on Tuesday and then driving to Toledo, Toledo, which I heard is a holy city. Home of the Green Gravel Comedy Festival. Wait, no, that's Toledo, Iowa. Oh, yeah. Uh, are you, um, is your van loaded? I mean, is your van full? No, we haven't. Got, I pick it up Tuesday. But I mean, like, is, is it going to be full of stuff? No, uh-uh. I threw, I, I'm good about throwing stuff away. And- yeah. I've been getting on Danielle to throw away some stuff. We, now, is that a positive and, and these vin, is, that, is that a positive thing you're getting on her? Or are you just like, yeah. get rid of no. it? No. Get rid of it! Plus, we're not really taking any furniture. Yeah, that makes sense. That helps. There's all your fucking dumbass sleeveless t-shirts and all of her dumbass sleeveless t-shirts, yeah. I'm assuming. Well, she's got, like, taste and style. Yeah, yeah. And, like, like you know... uh. If you live with roommates in New York long enough, you just like accumulate, accumulate shit that you're not going to get rid of because it's too practical. Yeah. But nothing matches. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, That's cool. I uh, I'm excited for you. I'm sad to see you go, uh, but I'm glad it's happening. It's positive. I like the I love the idea of this new house. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea of the new start. I saw you posted these great photos of your last day on the job site in New York. Yeah. Was that emotional? A little bit more than I thought it would. Mostly just when you're saying goodbye to people that you know you're not going to have any. You're never going to see them again. Like, like work relationships. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I walk by a guy every day for a couple of years and say, hey, you know. Yeah. It's a about, weird thing. How about this thing? You know, we had somebody. Just we, don't, leave- we don't have lunch together. We don't go yeah. out and drink, but. uh you know, I uh, think of that all the time. We had somebody at our office who left. Um, they started during the pandemic and their last day was last 
Thursday. Yeah. And it's just very like, huh, I'll forget. Like, I'll forget that you exist and you'll forget that I exist. Yeah. That's a wild thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm busting out the Desmonds left and right. Desmonds? You know. Oh. See you in another life, brother. Another life, brother. That's Not a- Penny's hand, brother. And then I worked with this one guy, Charlie. And like, you're going to die. Uh, Charlie, we got to push a button. We got to push a button. 12, 15, 24. <laughs> uh, oh, man, it really man, takes me back. We have very, to go back. Very exciting. Very excited for you. And yeah. Everything that's happening. Um, now, you're having a hell of a time. You're packing. You're getting ready. You're going out there. You're mm-hmm. living your life. You're having a good time. Uh, oh, what happened? Did you hear that? Uh-uh. The whole audio just changed on my, on my end. I don't know why. Uh, everything got way louder for some reason. Nice. Um, I hope Crank maybe. it up to 11. Maybe nice. I don't know. Um, you've been so have you been able to check anything out? Have you been able to watch? Anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched uh, I watched Girls 5 Eva. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which is that is good? pretty fun. Yeah. I watched like first couple episodes at uh, uh, Sarah Borealis. No, nope. who that's you not gonna try name? again. Aurora Borealis. Yeah, it's Aurora Borealis. That's it. It's Sarah Borealis. Oh, yes. Big anyway, she lover. Yeah, yeah. She sang that song for my wedding. Which one? Gravity. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, in a very funny uh, episode of Community. And that's an inside joke that I'm sure me and my wife share with thousands of people. She uh, wrote all the music for the hit musical uh, Waitress, which is ah, very good. Nice. Yeah. I Yeah. Um, but yeah. Your, it, it's a, it, it's a fun little show. It's basically like your third rate Spice Girls mm-hmm. or one hit wonder. And then they're trying to have a uh, comeback after a uh, mumble rapper samples one of their songs. Oh, fun. I like that. I didn't know that because I haven't seen it, but I want to see it. It looks great. Yeah. And uh, I loved I was one. I was so curious on how they got into the story on how why they decided to do this thing. Now, can I without spoiling it is. I, in all the trailers, you only ever see four of them. So is one of them like a big superstar now or dead uh, or something? Yes and yes. Okay. Because, okay, so years ago, a friend of the show, John Idy and I wrote an outline for a movie that I think kicks ass. But I'm pretty sure we never wrote the movie. We just wrote the outline and, you know, we're like, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that everything we came up with was later done to its uh, best version in pop star, and then probably this TV series as well. <laughs> Good cartoon week too. What do you watch on cartoons? Well, uh, Fox has got some pretty okay enough uh, second tier animated shows going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of caught up on the first season of Duncanville. Yeah, which is always fun. Friend of the show, Nick Pupo, his uh, uh, lady friend uh, writes on that show, Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, it's Very nice. Cool. Uh, plus, Ty Burrell's great in it. A lot of, oh, a lot, yeah. of a lot of zaniness too. You know, it's nothing yeah. high stakes. You know, you gotta throw something on. I like a good cartoon. And yeah. then uh, uh, another show that goes along with it that's kind of new and uh, kind of fun, pretty dumb is Housebroken. The dog show. Yeah. Is Helen Mirren in that? No. It's okay. Like Lisa Kudrow. Jason Manzukis. Hold on. Did you say Kudrow funny or was there an error in the audio? There was an error in my mouth. Yeah. 
it, on my end, I thought it was like an audio glitch. Kudrow. Yeah, you know. Sarah uh, Borealis, Lisa Kudrow. Will Forte and yet another, like, second level finding its footing Fox animation show because he's also in that great North. Yeah. So it's just nice that Fox is filling all of their schedules up with uh, adequate animation. Cool. Domination. I, I have not seen any of those, but I'm excited for it. I love animation. Yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of animation. Then, oh, I also watched Crudes too. I liked the first Crudes. They're very passable, and Nick Cage is great. Oh, really? And, and then it got me watching. I watched a bunch of dinosaur stuff this week. I watched a lot, the a lot first... of dinosaur evolution, where they come oh, yeah. from, where they go, and then started watching stuff about Antarctica. And it's crazy to think about the fact that there's some dinosaurs that didn't die. Yeah. And then they lived on Antarctica and now they're fucking penguins. Um, there's a I watched the crudes when Gideon, when Gideon moved to New York, mm-hmm. his family drove him out here in a van with yeah. like his niece. And she watched the crudes the whole time on a TV. And I was there, too. And so, like, I watched it there in a van and I loved it. It was yeah. very fun. And then I never I've never seen anything else. I saw there was a sequel and then the pandemic hit. So I never saw it. Crudes is a great example of the high floor of uh, major studio animated fair. You know, now, y- yesterday while I was going up to the we, so uh, we went to uh, I, I don't know if I said this on the show already. We went to the Bill and Cini's yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. Friend of the show, Sean Bill and Cini and wife Amy Lee Bill and Cini both been on the show. Love the they, Bill and Cini's. Yeah, they are great. You used to run podcasts. 1994, the podcast. Go find it on your iTunes store. Uh, they uh, bought a house up north or south. I don't know. They bought a house somewhere. And we went there yesterday for a little housewarming party. And it was really nice, really fun. And the way up there, old uh, Hambright boy, Robley, watched an animated movie called Ferdinand the whole time. Oh, yeah. I've heard yeah. Uh, old was- Robes is a big fan of Ferdinand. He loves That's it. That's no I- bull. That's no bull. And I love, you know me, I love a, a show about a cow. So I think that. Could you imagine rips. that? What? Just being able to watch a movie while you're oh, in, a, in car a car and yeah. five, you know, and like I a still, kid. I Remember still... how mind-numbingly boring a fucking 40-minute car ride would be when you were like a kid? If it was old days and we were doing fun sizes that were just whatever, a fun size that's just family car trips would make be a good oh, theory one. Yeah. Because that's what like my and our family car trips. My like why, day, uh, Go ahead. Why wouldn't you buy a Game Boy for every fucking kid in your fucking car like yeah. family the minute they came out? Yeah. I'd be like, here's your fucking Game Boy. Put your headphones on. Play Mario and fuck off until yeah. we get to Chicago. God damn it. All, all of you. All we did was acapella sing song like tearjerker songs. yeah songs that are about terrible teenagers crashing in their cars and dying and my mom would teach them to us and then we'd all sing in the car my dad would just sit there i don't know what my dad did i don't know what, what was, the fuck just sit there what was the, the longest car trip that your family did oh man every summer we'd go i mean we went to yeah where was it I don't know what's longest. We we went to Florida. We drove. Oh, those are those are hefty ones. We just we just knocked out cities in the Midwest. No, I'm sure I said your Chicago and your St. Louis and shit. I'm sure I said on the show. I I used to say it on stage, but like the like the years that we had money, we'd do long road trips. We'd go to like Grand Canyon, California, Florida, 
And then the years that we didn't have money, we'd be like, hey, we're doing a a family vacation around Iowa. Hats off to Carl for the patience that that would take to throw the family in for your 15 hour eight, like your marathon car rides. Yeah. You go through the desert in a fucking 1991 Geo Metro hatchback with no air conditioning. Oh, yeah. I can think about it all the time. It was it was a blast. I loved it. I loved road trips like that. What the air conditioning? I I love there's a truck stop on Route 66 somewhere in like Arizona that I stopped at. We stopped at when I was like four going to the Grand Canyon. We stopped there again when I was like seven going to California. And I remember being blown away that we were back in this place. And then as an adult, I stopped there two or three times again over the years. It's just this random ass gas station truck stop. That's cool. Awesome, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm getting ready to drive across the country. Uh, Wednesday. Soon. Wednesday, yeah. buddy. I'm excited for you. I'm sad to see you high, go, but I like to watch you High probability of a rerun next week. Tell you what. Mm-hmm. Maybe, oh, maybe dispatches from the road. I call you up, but you're in a hotel room and you're like, yeah. So, anyways, we I really like that. And that shut up, shut up. Because you yeah. know you guys are sick of each other already. Absolutes. Um. Okay. Let me talk about some of the cartoons I've been watching. We we survived the fucking pandemic, so I think we'll be all right. For I think we did a car I, trip. I think no, we I'm did. just talking about oh being you in and, the same and fucking yeah. room forever. Uh. The uh. So here's here's some of the stuff I've been up to. I'll let you know. Um. First off, today. Just went to the took dog and cat to the vet. They're both very happy and healthy. Uh, and they were having a there was a uh, it was called like Seventh Heaven Fest. It was basically like oh a yeah yeah fair. just watching episode after episode <laughs> yeah and everybody's just like hey you know that guy who, like molested his daughters and stuff. Um, but uh, we were watching we it, it was like I thought it was a pride parade but it wasn't it was just basically like Seventh Avenue in Park Slope had like a right. a street like, fair. I'm all for pride, but. Can we get rid of the parades? Why? Just not a parade guy, you know. Love him. Never cared for parades. Never once. I like a parade. It puts my two favorite things together: uh, eating candy I it, found on the street and waving at strangers. It shuts down good roads for driving. You know. I love that. Well, see that I could be I could be on the board of the get rid of the parade. We don't need to see these cars drive through. But I love shutting down some streets and do, doing like a a walk, like uh, where all the vendors come out and stuff. Mm-hmm. but that's what we just did this afternoon yeah and i got some street corn it was really good and we got a slushy i got a slushy float never even heard of this a slushy with a drop of vanilla ice cream in it huh fucking good real good yeah um but so okay so here's some other stuff i've been doing. i'm watching a lot of cartoons i've been watching a lot of that 2b tv app that you love oh yeah uh, we love 2b tv around on this podcast they have so many fucking random ass 90s cartoons on there so I watched the first season of Cadillacs. I know they got the critic on there. Oh, I watched the first season of Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Oh, and little toy little uh toy galaxy. Yeah, toy galaxy got in my head. Going there, yeah. yeah. And it was it's really fun and it's way better than I thought it was. I also watched the first couple episodes of Prince Valiant, Prince Valiant, which was really good because I only know that as the comic strip. I don't even know the story. I just remember seeing it in the newspaper and being like, Yeah, those letters are too small for me to read. I'm gonna go yeah. back to Garfield. Uh, but I watch both of those. Also, I've been watching a show that's on uh, an animated series that's started on TBS and now it's an adult swim show called Final Space. Have you ever seen this? Uh, uh-uh, don't know nothing about it. It's great. I thought it was a Rick. I thought it was going to be a Rick and Morty like 
a Justin Roiland production, but it's not. It's this other team. And like Conan produces it, the Conan O'Brien companies. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's great. It's like fun sci-fi. Oh, yeah. It's it's a fun sci-fi space opera style animated show that is all the things we like, but but drastically different than Rick and Morty. So I think nice. it's like they figured it I'm, out really well. I'm stoked. Uh, we could start doing uh, Rick and Morty on trending topics after today. That's right. It starts tonight. That's great. Um, but yeah, so I saw that. And then uh, also I watched two movies that I have. I have ran Blade Runner into the ground on this podcast. I have thrown shade at it. I've talked shit about it, about how it's so boring and slow and blah, 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 blah. Fucking, I watched it the other night and absolutely loved it. Good. Like, adored it. And then immediately started Blade Runner 2049. I think I liked it better than the first Blade Runner. Nice. Have you seen these? What are your experiences with Blade Runner? Um, I saw Blade Runner 2049 in the theater. Mm. Uh, don't remember shit about it. And I saw Blade Runner once on the TV and don't remember much about it. Watching them back to back rules. The problem with Blade Runner is uh, like those old Ridley Scott's like mm. he does. A, he does like genre deconstructive films that aren't yeah. anything like what they are. And then they become classics and you expect them to be something different than the, what they aren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want like, it to be Star Wars and instead it's like a, a heavy weighty. Yeah. Uh, what is man? What is a what is the difference between man and a robot? Yeah. Yeah. Choice and fate and existentialism. And I lo- like- I, Ridley Scott is after my heart for favorite director now. I'm going to start watching other stuff. I can't. I'm going to find watch Soldier tonight or this go get week. that uh, UK cut of Legend. What are you talking about? The, Did he do Legend, the yeah. Tom Cruise movie? Uh huh. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's, cool. that's his. Like I said, he uh, that's his uh, fantasy movie. Shit. Okay. I love the story of why he made Blade Runner was because he watched Star Wars and was like, "Fuck, that's what I want." He's like, "I want that creative control." It, no, I thought you were talking about Harrison Ford. He's like, "That's what I want." Uh-huh. Uh, it, I thought that I thought it was great. The first movie is fantastic. Second movie, I think, isn't it great to know that Har- even better? Harrison Ford was like almost forty when he started getting like yeah all of these roles. Well, it's like that fun thing. It's like if you're an actor and you're failing, it's like you can be like Harrison Ford didn't even start getting roles till he was forty, and then yeah. once you're like in your mid forties, you're like Harrison Ford didn't even start getting roles until he was in his late forties. And then once you're in your 60s, it's like, you know, Harrison Ford didn't even start getting roles till he was yeah. in his mid-60s. Well, and then when you're 80, Orson you're like, you know, Wells. Harrison Ford never got famous. Yeah. Orson Welles didn't get fucking Transformers until he was like 70. <laughs> you so know, funny. sometimes sometimes it takes it a while. That's right. That's right. Um, that's, I think, everything I got for the top. I had, I had a fun week just watching all these dumb 2B TV shows and uh, we had Friday off an observer observation of, uh, Juneteenth. So I, I went and got a, Oh, I went and bought uh battle cat and he man. Oh yeah. I saw that. Pretty that cool, rules. Huh? Yeah. yeah I I'm went... pretty stoked. And for Brian Arginello Fun. wants to send out some toys to us. And I'm got like, got that oh, great. What's his toy account? I don't have my phone near me. TMS. Totally toys. Totally toys. Am I? Cause it's like Michigan. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's sending us some stuff. So that's really exciting. I'm, uh, I'm so yeah. like I said, uh, I, I'm stoked for my shelf. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to streamline some of the toys I got here. There are because you've been on the fucking fence about this shit. I went in. I bought a shelf months ago. Hey, but I like, bought I bought a snake eyes. All right. 
Well, I there's a couple times I've seen stuff that I'm like, I know Reem would want that, but I don't buy it to give I'm too to picky. you because I don't think you do. I'm too picky. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? I lost. I was cleaning mine the other day because I got the since I got the great Battle Cat, I got the new Mattel remake uh, retro look, but it's like it's standard today. I got the Battle Cat and the He-Man and uh, I was cleaning my shelf. Got to dust it, you know, yeah. and uh, couldn't find my Mando. Fucking my uh, Mandalorian was gone. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And Stacy and I are I was like, did somebody take and I went to Stacy and I was like, did you take this to make a point about how I don't actually care about this stuff or something? And but she's like, no, I would never touch your toys. And then I felt real bad because I'm like, well, that's a horrible <laughs> sentence. I never wanted my wife to say to me. Uh, but yeah. I eventually found him under the bed and I don't know what the hell. I don't know when he got off the Maddie. shelf. I, well, that's what I think is eventually Maddie never trust him. a fucking cat. But Maddie can't get to the shelf. So did he fall? I don't know. And then I didn't notice. He's one of my he's one. There's only four, three brand new pieces I've ever bought. And he's one battle cat is one. And then my raft from sewer surfing. But it's like, how did I not know? I don't know. But I'm excited about that. And that was really fun. Yeah. Excited for the future. Excited to see your shelf. Excited to see how your guys house comes together. Me too. What I'm art... excited to see my house. Yeah. What art you guys <laughs> buy and everything? Is it just sitting there right now? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've never even seen the fucker. I'll say this. Bill and Zini's house is really fun. It was cool. Good. Big, big, big deck. Uh, fun, fun. little Big deck energy. Room. Big deck energy. Fun pool room. And then a lot of stuff where they're like, yeah, we're going to get rid of this. Like the previous owners were like 100 years old. So they're like, oh. yeah, we got to get rid of all this fucking carpet. I was going to say the Bill and Zini's crushed it. On the wedding gifts. Oh, what'd you get? Very thoughtful. Uh, they couldn't make it, but in their stead, they yeah. sent uh, they sent Danielle a uh, weird New Jersey book. Oh, cool! And got me a uh, framed, mounted Carl Weathers football card. Oh, nice from the Raiders. Yeah, awesome. That's right up your alley. Now, I'll tell you this: speaking of New Jersey and the Bilancinis, on our trip up there yesterday, guess what? Uh, me and Stacy taught little Robley uh, to flip people off as he drives by him. Nope, we taught him to say "gabagool." Gabagool. <laughs> and so we just got it. We said it to him a million times, and then he'd just walk away, and he'd be like, "You'd be like Robley, say gabagool," and he'd be like "gabagool." <laughs> and I tried to get him to say "maroon," but he wouldn't. Yeah, Doug Maroon. Gabagool. I got, I got trends in low places where the Lokis drown and the Bad Batch chases my blues away. I'll be okay. Oh, well, I'm not big on trends and topics. They go slip on down to the hot topic and I... Oh. <laughs> Get it. I was trying. Uh, Garth, Garth honey, great. I'm just going to slip on down to the hot topic. You know, in my hometown, we had a bar called the Oasis. And when I was a kid, mm. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That I thought about it, Glenwood. You know what I hated about uh, the hot topic is I'd go there and I'd try and buy. They would charge the same for used T-shirts as new. Oh, is that true? Yeah. The used T-shirts. Oh, all cost the, the band, same. the used. Yeah, okay, yeah, you get it. Uh, you get it. Hot topics. Uh, okay, so trending topic, brother. First, okay, up. I'll start it off with this. 
Go ahead. Cad fucking Bane. Very there. great. That's it. That's that all I cool. care about. That was the most intense four seconds. Mm-hmm. Felt like an eternity of any media I've seen in my life. <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, maybe a little hyperbole there, but yeah, yeah. pretty good. Well, at least in the last week. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. I really loved that episode top to bottom. Yeah. We're going to get a bounty hunter war, man. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, what is the word? Skept, not skeptic. A lot of people think that maybe a young Boba Fett's actually going to be running a lot of this shit. Yeah. And yeah. And maybe with Bosk, Boba and Bosk, last yeah. we knew they were together. We got uh, Fennec. We got Fennec. Fennec. Yeah. Maybe that's why Fennec AKA was so. Chung Lee. She was. Oh, spoiler! Come on, don't. Oh, we're better than that. Is that really a spoiler? Yes, we're okay. in a different. We're in the trending comics part. Okay, sorry. AKA Mulan. AK is. Oh, she was the voice of Mulan. Yeah. AKA Doctor from ER. AKA, uh, what's her name? Monica from. Uh, yeah. Uh, M. Uh, uh, Melinda May from uh, Shield. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, bad batch. Another solid episode. Yeah. Uh, just more evidence of the great way that Filoni is at uh, creating good characters and then finding ways to work them in yeah. to the storylines. It's great. It was really fun. Um, and Cad then- Bane is just like, as far as characters created for Clone Wars, mm-hmm. is easily in my top five. Well, yeah, he fits in so well. Yeah. And he and he makes so much sense that he feels he feels I feel like what's that who's the fucker that uh Timothy Oliphant played in the Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. That I guy can't think of his name. The guy who wears uh Boba uh, Fett's Boba armor. Gear. Both of with, those with the killer neckerchief. Yeah. He both rocked of, it. Both of those are characters that are, were new but feel very Star Wars. Whereas like Boba Frink or whatever the fuck from Rise of Skywalker, nah. Does yeah. not be or the lady Carrie Russell's character that does not feel very Star Wars to me. Yeah, um, so I that, don't. Anytime anybody leans into fucking cowboys, I'm all for. Oh yeah, uh, I've been I've been watching. Speaking of uh, the Bad Batch and all lo, uh, Filoni verse and stuff, uh, I was watching the Artur video all about Rebels. And oh, yeah. if you guys liked the animated series Rebels, or if you didn't see it, or if you didn't get into it, or whatever. Uh, on YouTube, Artor, that's A-R-T-O-R-R is the YouTuber. They got a video called Star Wars Rebels, Prophecy, A Prophecy of Hope, and it's so good. It's definitely his best video, too. I mm-hmm. mean, you could see him getting better with the other ones, but yeah. that one, he really nails it. And also, just explaining the love that Filoni yeah. had for everything and seeing that where it's at now with him being so big into Mando and with the Bad Batch and stuff. Um it's just it's just fantastic. It's also and, funny, yeah, you saying that uh because I listened to a little bit more Star Wars Explained since mm-hmm. we talked about that channel. Yeah, and holy fuck, or not Star Wars Explained, Generation Tech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is Anders Lee here. Yeah, and when you go to sleep at night, you'll dream that Anders Lee is telling, telling you about me Star Wars. About Star about Wars lore. And like detailed, like this is the reason that the yeah. uh, the Corvette uh, battle starship is not actually going to be good for this mission. <laughs> like it's so good. Uh, what else we got here? What else? We well, got, first uh... off, I want to say one more thing about Bad Batch. Yeah. 
Um, I love it, and I love uh, the theory that uh, maybe what's the crosshair? Yeah, that he they might remove his chip, and yeah. he still wants to kick their ass because he's mad at them. Could and be. I think that seems really exciting and fun. And I love this whole episode, top to bottom. I thought it was uh, so fun. Also, I just love any time that Omega and Omega, just Omega, Omega and Wrecker are just yeah. fun and cute. Vecca. I love the two of them doing stuff together. Uh, every time and I hear he, talk, he got I, her with a smoke bomb. It was, it's fun. I just remember it reminds me of that scene in Snatch where he's like, yeah, dags. And he's like, what? He's like, you yeah. like dags. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you like dags. And he's like, oh, dogs. Yeah, I like dogs. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of that every time she says I couldn't anything. hear you for a second. Uh, it was reminding me of that scene in Snatch when the guy's like, reminds me of what the Mother Mary said. Come again. I misquoted that, but. Yeah, I don't remember that part. Sorry. That's he, awesome. he says, to quote the Mother Mary, come again. I don't get it. Uh, talking to Jesus. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Loki. Loki is this uh, show is not fucking around. No, it's gonna be good. I'm. I'm not that I'm bummed, but I'm. Ho- I was hoping that it was gonna be way more, and maybe it will turn out to be this. But I was hoping it was gonna be Adventure of the Week. Uh, our low that Loki going yeah, through the. I can see that, Instead- and I think it's not. Instead, it's just Loki and Mobius having really good conversations. I I had a tweet that you see that was uh, it was Owen Wilson and it was no, I Mo- blocked you. <laughs> it was Owen Wilson as Mo- it was Owen Wilson and it said Mobius. Then it was Jared Leto and it said Morbius, and then it was this bus from uh, India that's the Morbi Town bus, a town called the Morbi, and it was Morbi bus, and then it was Biden and Kamala Harris, and it just said Morbius. <laughs> I thought got I got him. it. Got him. got him good. Got him. Uh, be careful. Don't criticize capitalism. No, we're no, we love capitalism. We think mm-hmm. it's uh kick ass. <laughs> we think it kicks ass. I got our Patreon. Um, the uh, uh, I loved it. I thought Loki was good. I like where they're going. I, I, I wanted one thing, but I'm sure I trust them enough, you know. Yeah, uh, I love uh, the Pompeii yeah. scene was great, just Loki figuring and all, all of that out. Yeah, you know, just obviously Loki having to try and do stuff out of his comfort zone and not being in control is good, and you know, just taking away his godhood and yeah, uh, all the continued like propaganda shit of the TVA and yeah, there's a yeah really funny LA comedian Eli Olsberg had a great tweet the other day that I just retweeted now because it's so funny that's uh. Uh, babe, what's wrong? You've barely simped for a Disney-owned IP today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like it. I'm excited to see where it goes and how they how they deal with it and shit like that. Yeah, that is so funny because yeah, uh, trending topics is pretty much just House of Mouse. Yeah, yeah, right. Because we just got done talking about how much we love Bad Bunch. Yeah, just got done with Loki, and uh, funny that they're both released in the same month because they sound so similar. But last night. I watched Luca. Yeah. The newest Pixar movie. That's right. On uh, Disney Plus. It's not even one of the ones where they want 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. It's what, free. What do you think? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tell perfect. Me, like uh, comfort fucking movie. Like 
not high stakes, you know, great characters. Yeah. Fucking really fun Italian pop music soundtrack. And just uh, reminds you of being a kid a lot and just really nice. And then, of course, uh, the fucking last 10 minutes of it are a Pixar movie. So you're fucking sobbing your eyeballs out. Yeah. Yeah. I I have not seen it. Yeah. Went into it not knowing anything other than the fact it was a Pixar movie. Yeah. That's all the cred you need. We watched it. And then all of a sudden, like by the third act, I'm like you know, saucer eyed and fucking totally in and love the characters. Uh, they, uh, it looks fun. I watched the trailer when we you mentioned for this thing, cause I didn't realize it was even out, but I watched the trailer, liked it. I, 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 um, is it, I'm trying to look it up right now. Do you think, did it get the feeling? Is it like based on some Italian, uh, no. famous story or something? Uh-uh. Cause it kind of had that vibe. It had a vibe, like the way that like, uh, well, sea uh, monsters are big in coastal Italy, and mm-hmm. that I mean, it's mostly based on the summers that the director would have as oh, a yeah. kid growing up in Italy. the The director is uh, one of the yeah, long time, right? The director's yeah. Aquaman, and he grew no, up. And just, that's just why he long, made this mermaid merman movie. Just a long time Pixar uh, animator that got his first directorial movie, and. You know, just uh, deals with like uh, awkward, you know, coming of age kids and it's good. Oh, weird. So here's a little thing I just see in the Wikipedia. Um, the built village is set in a town called Portoroso. Mm-hmm. And they the Disney tried to make the movie was going to be called Portoroso, but they said it was too close to Mizaki's Porco Rosso. Which is ah. that animated movie that I fucking loved that I just watched that. Yeah. So but, that'd be weird. You know, if you like Pixar, and I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you probably do. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna like Luca, you know. Yeah. Uh, looks good. It's right up there with Soul and Onward, you know. Yeah. All, all their newest ones. You're gonna have a good happy cry at the end of it. And uh you're gonna enjoy the characters. It's yeah. fucking Pixar. What are you gonna do? Sounds fun. Here's a fun inside baseball to my family. Uh, my lovely wife, Stacy, who I, I married on 10 years, almost 11. Uh, we have some nephews, right? We got a whole batch of them. Yeah. And yeah, more like Neff Mini. Yes, Mini Neffs and a niece. Not but, nephew, uh, Neff Mini. But uh, uh, one of our nephews, our youngest nephew, his name is actually Luca, which is very. You know, that's cool. Isn't that uh, also the name of the greatest college basketball player in the that's right. history of the state of Iowa? Well, oh, Luke, wait, Luca Garza? Yeah. Also, Luca Doncic, who was a great NBA player this year. Yeah. But here's the story. So, when Luca was born, maybe he was like five months old. This is 2019. We go back. And at one point, we're talking about how, what we're excited to do. And my beautiful, wonderful wife said, I'm just excited to finally meet Loki. Nice. And I was like, what? And she's like, oh, I'm just excited to finally meet Loki. And I was like, yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, man, fucking, his name's not Loki, right? But in the moment, I was like, those, I was like, maybe it is. And then I had to like go through old texts with her brother to be like, no, it's Luca. And she's like, oh yeah, Luca, not Loki. And then today, trending topics, 
that story is right back popular again. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of that time period, the end of 2019, That's early right. 2020, uh, uh, this years. story will bum you out. Great. Watched uh, a little bit of your stand-up, some oh. of the videos that you were doing. You were in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Talking about Mario Lemieux with a bunch of people. Mario. You had, you had words, words with you that you referenced. And, uh, man, you were really in your element, being oh. funny and lovable. That was February 2018. 2020. No, 2020. Sorry. Yeah. February 2020. Yeah, man. I listened. Ah, uh, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I was like ready to go do an album. That set was so fun because I yell at Gideon and I'm like, yeah. are you filming this, Gideon? Because I'm going to put it on Instagram with words. And then all the words are there. Yeah. And you're like, right over here is going to be Mario. And Mario. Was, it was beautiful. It was yeah. beautiful. Oh, beautiful. boy. Thank you. That was fun. That was a great time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, watch Luca before I move. You'll cry. Yeah, um, I'll check it out. Uh, not a lot of other training things. The NBA is going strong. Boy, yeah. our local team, the Brooklyn Nets, they lost last Boo, night. Ooh, good. Game seven in overtime. Yeah. Hell of a loss. And uh-huh. one, I don't know if you saw anything about the game, but KD hit a what looked like a three at the buzzer to win the game but his foot was on the line barely. Mm-hmm. And so it's a two. So he tied it. They go to overtime, which well, is it's hard because he's a Durantula and he has so many That's feet. Right. But the weird thing is, is today everybody's sharing these articles about how he wears shoes that are a size too big because he feels like it helps him on the court. And so it's like, well, if you wore the right size shoes, you might've hit a three and won the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then you have to factor in all of the chaotic elements that happen. Everything once else that change. Been, yeah, because he wouldn't yeah. have been comfortable. You know, um, it would have been funny if he changed those shoes the second before that shot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that that was exciting and sad. But uh, we drove by the game during <laughs> while I was on. We drove by Barclay Center, and that was kind of electric. And it's like game sevens everywhere, and then when you don't get a game seven, you get a brawl. That's right. That's right. You know, Um, hashtag sons and four. That's right. Oh, that was exciting. The sons and four thing. Now today, just minutes ago, the Clippers sons first game ended and the sons won without sons didn't have Chris Paul Clippers don't have Kawhi. So that's a fun, exciting series. Oh, they're already playing and the other shit's not done yet. Yeah. That's bogus. Game one, game one just started because Clippers beat Utah the other night. I really wanted Utah to win. Utah's got two um, former Cyclone stars on it. And I really wanted them to, they were the number one team in the West. I couldn't stand Utah going any further in the playoffs because of the amount of times I've seen people make the joke about there not being jazz in Utah. Oh yeah. Like despite the the fact it's in the first minute of basketball, It's basketball. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's like, come on, come on. That's that's corny. Uh, but yeah, so I wanted them, I was rooting for them in the West, but the, like I said, this a couple weeks ago on the show, I am mm-hmm. totally fine with any team after the, and I like the Lakers too, yeah. but I'm totally fine with any team that made the well, I think in the win. West, the Suns are going down. <laughs> Sweet bet. Uh, the, yeah, I think the Suns are, I want, I want the finals to be Suns 76ers. Now tonight, hopefully we'll be done recording in time so I can mm. watch it. Um, the game seven or yeah, probably, uh, yeah. Game seven, Philly versus Atlanta and Atlanta came out of nowhere. So that's yeah. really exciting too. Um, but I really want, I want, I want it to be Philly. I want it to be Philly moving on. Um, to All the, right, more importantly. Bucks. Yeah. If we're talking just, just 
mascots, the power rankings is Suns number one by far. Yeah, Suns are great. Right? Yeah. Then um, Clippers represent colonialism. They're probably two. They represent colonialism. Yeah, they're boats, you know. Yeah, they you're right, came you're right. and killed 100%. they came and killed plenty of bucks. That's right. And they came and brought the 76ers. 76ers would have never been here without Clippers. That's right. 76ers would kill bucks. Yeah. And, and hawks. Oh, yeah. I think a hawk would take out a buck. I bet a hawk could take out a buck. I've seen eagles kill deer. With your eyes? No, no, on the internet. <laughs> okay. They knock them off a cliff. What the and fuck stuff. happened in Des Moines when you were growing up? <laughs> the Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Hawes, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, and listeners like you. Street Fighter. You'll get caught up in a Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Um, Street Fighter the film, 1994, buddy. Yeah. Wow. The, the, the next uh, video game movie. Yeah, we're not even doing a thing, but we nope. just started doing a thing right it now. It happened. Yeah. What is the next? What's the owner of the Mortal next Kombat's one? next? Oh, that's right. We've already done that on the show before. The movie JCVD turned down. Oh, yeah. Well, Johnny Cage was based on him, right? Yeah. Mortal Kombat was supposed to be a John Klein Bad Damn video game. He couldn't do it. Oh, no, we missed they made, one. They made Johnny Cage. We skipped oh, one. Double Dragon, was That's that right. next? Yep. Okay. How far do you think you can go? Saying I'm in order, the video game movies. We'll start okay. at the beginning. You've already got some of these. Go ahead. First. Super Mario Brothers. Yep, then. Street Fighter. No, we just fucking said it was something else. Street Fighter came. Double Dragon came out before Street Fighter. Oh, it did. Yeah, fucking. Double uh, Dragon's number two. I thought Double Dragon came out between Street no. Fighter and Mortal Kombat. I'm came not out looking month, at the thing. Came out a month and a half early. You dipshit. So okay, so Super Mario Brothers, then Double Dragon, then what? Street Fighter. That's right. Then what? Mortal Kombat. Then what? Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Then what? Now Queen I'll give you Commander? a Commander. Yeah, goddamn. Damn it, dude. I was going to give you a hint. Didn't even need it. What's next? Oh, shit. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Resident Evil. No, I'll give you a hint. Uh, about four months before the towers came down. We saw this first in a series. It's not Resident Doom. First in two, not I believe. Doom. No. Think uh, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Come on. You're so good. You're going to be so good at this. Laura Croft. That's right. Wow. Then what's next is March of 2002. Maybe you already mentioned it. And so Laura Croft was not good, but I guess it was better than those, but it hasn't aged as well as some of those. No, Laura Croft made like as much money as like Mortal Kombat, well, yeah. Annihilation, they, and Wing Commander together. Then Resident Evil came. Then Resident Evil. Then what's next? Are, oh. Already. Uh, does Final Fantasy Spirits Within count? It's not on my list that I'm looking at. Okay. Because I know it got a U.S. theatrical release. So I saw it, and it sucked. After Resident Evil, it's another sequel. Boy. Came out a month after I graduated high school. I saw it in the theater. 
I'll tell you that. Resident Evil 2? Close. You're going to have to tell me. Tomb Raider 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they made sequels pretty quick to the ones that made money. Yeah. Which is surprising that they never made a Street Fighter 2. For multiple reasons, having now just said that. Well, they made the later they ended up doing they 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 were gonna make it, but they ended up making it something different. Yeah, the legend of Chun Li. That's right. But they should have struck fast yeah. and put out another one. This yeah. So let's um, let, let's let's dig in. What do we got? Yeah, sure. What do we got? I'm ready. To um go. okay. Well, next is uh let me give you I'm just kidding. <laughs> what have I still made you keep guessing? Uh okay, so Street Fighter. Um now what what's, what's your experience with this movie? I'm curious. Um I rented it once. Yeah. Uh, didn't like it, never watched it again mm-hmm. and just picked up enough from the internet that people really like it for unintentional comedy. Yeah. So here's my theory. I also, I'm pretty sure it was on at a birthday party once because like maybe we rented it at JJ's or something because yeah. I have, Oh, real quick, pulling you out of this. I got a really funny text from a uh, friend of the show, a uh, real and effort, uh, my buddy Shank who's mm-hmm. listening to the back catalog. And he just sent me a message saying, uh, I don't blame JJ for still being mad. And then he put in parentheses, just listen to fun size, like 107 or something. <laughs> and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? And so I searched for it. I literally Googled the nostalgic front fun size, whatever number he said. And it was our amusement parks episode. And it's JJ being mad that we abandoned him on the log ride. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny that he's like, in that moment, yeah. I knew what I was talking about, but I had to like Google to figure out what he was talking about. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm sure this was on it because there's scenes I vaguely remember, but I had never really seen this movie. And I also come from a weird place where I've never really played Street Fighter, the game. Yeah. Like I, it was unavoidable to know the characters. I was always a Mortal Kombat kid anyways. You know what I, I mean? I avoided it. I don't know fucking none of these people's names. Oh, I, knew I would Blanca. just play Street Fighter and get my ass kicked. I knew Blanca was the only character whose name I knew. Um, Were you a Super Nintendo kid or a Genesis oh, kid? I was, I was Super Nintendo, and I was all about the Mortal Kombat. See, that's interesting because, like, the Super Nintendo Street Fighter 2 port played pretty dang good. I was just I'm brand specific. You yeah. Know? I liked Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mortal so Com- yeah, exactly. There was It wasn't, like, that big of a rivalry where he had to, like, be, like, one or the other. Yeah. But I also it was, think it was my, more of a personality thing. We had such a thing when I was a kid that I'm sure that like maybe like some of our friends did love Street Fighter. But if we were at a party and somebody was going to do a Street Fighter tournament, I'd be like, well, I don't fucking like that. So I'm going to go do the other. I'm going to go throw darts or we'll be outside riding bikes or something. Yeah, totally. As if it was a Mortal Kombat one, I'd be like, all right, let's go. I'll lose. Which is interesting thing. because Street Fighter like two was like mechanically the better game. Now, do you know this thing about how there's a movie? Uh, 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 let me pull this up. Uh, there's a movie called... Uh, I'm trying to find it. Sorry, I had it open and then I... I You're talking it. about the Sunny Chiba Street Fighter movie? Is that is that the Japanese or yeah. whatever? Yeah. There's another movie that was based on Street Fighter 2, the video game, but they changed all the characters' names and shit. Oh, the um, Jackie oh, Chan? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think it's Jackie. Can- I'm trying to find it. I have it right here. Here we go. Uh, fuck. Fuck. No, I can't find it. Um, oh, yeah. A year before a Hong Kong movie based on Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior, titled Future Cops, was released. 
Since nice. this film was an unauthorized adaptation, they changed the names and appearances of all the Street Fighters and made some slight modifications, though they retained and renamed their special moves. Zangief and Balrog are not in that movie. But so that's kind of interesting that there kind of was a Street Fighter movie. And it's kind of interesting that in Hong Kong in 93, they're like, hey, let's make a video game off this or a movie off this fucking video game. This is a interesting movie just regardless. And they uh, it, it, it would be a very watchable, solid comedy if they could cut like 35 fucking minutes out of it. Well, you made a minute. You, you said a thing about how you because having never really seen the movie. You made a comment about how you thought it was unintentionally funny. I think there's it, both. It's both. I think it's like, a funny movie. I think they went out. They set out to make. There are some fucking funny lines. Yeah. And there are some great lines. And then there's some corny lines that are also funny because uh, just for a little background, the writer and director mm-hmm. of of the movie, uh, Philip Souza. Yeah, Philip Souza. I, I'm butchering that. No, but I think it's Steve. It's a uh, even Steven D'Souza. Yeah, yeah. He's he's basically like the other guy of 80s action movies as far as writing it. It's like yeah, him and Shane Black. He did Die Hard one and two, mm-hmm. 48 Hours one and two, Commando, Running, The Running, Running Man. Man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Judge Dredd, the Flintstones movie, and he created and developed the animated series. Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Yeah. See? So this dude had his thing. And so I'm, I think. Well, his directorial debut, and it's pretty much him getting a paycheck and getting a chance to direct because he can already write any. They, he wrote the first script in 24 hours. Yeah. Capcom came to him and he just like, boom. And you also know, you mentioned it, but you know, he didn't take a paycheck. He made this movie for free and all the money went to getting the cast, which mostly went to Jean-Claude Van Damme because he took up like a substantial amount. Yeah. of the And pay. then that money mostly went, went to, to cocaine, cocaine, <laughs> nose lot, cocaine. Yeah. I wanted to find more about the making of the movie because it's really fucking interesting because it's interesting as fuck that under the conditions that they did, they were able to make not only a movie that was a hit yeah. when it came out, but one that has a considerable cult following now uh, because it's it's very much a satire, and but it's not in your face yeah. that much, but it's a satire of 80, like the movies he made. Yes. So it's almost in the last action hero category, well, that's what I think. but See, not, you know? But it's maybe. also, it's like half serious. Mm-hmm. It's more tongue-in-cheek than it is satire. Maybe I'm being too... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Too forgiving, but I feel like this movie is way more in the vein of that Last Action Hero. Oh, it's definitely and- smarter than the fucking thirteen percent Rotten Tomatoes that it yeah. got from the critics at the time that didn't get it at all. They're they're like when fucking Zangief and E Honda are fighting each other, and yeah. then it cuts to them as like stomp- it's a Godzilla movie. Yeah, that's yeah. where you know that they're at least self-aware. Yeah. There's a really funny thing. So I, I like just, I took a lot of good fun notes in this. I love Raul Julia. I think that's the, one of the funny things that came out of this was they thought this was going to be a big Jean-Claude Van Damme picture, but he yeah. was so coked up. Yeah. And just such a maniac that ends up Raul Julia. Who's literally dying. acts his ass off and yeah. puts on one of the greatest 
movie no. world characters ever. Plus, you can tell watching this movie that they pretty much just went like the, the crazy like Capcom is coming and telling the director writer we have 11 characters and we need them all in the movie. And they gave a hard out of like this needs to come out December 23rd. Yeah. So of the same year they're filming it. You can tell watching this movie that it was just made on the fucking fly. Mm -hmm. And it's basically they went and shot a bunch of stuff and then edited it up. Like the amount of I've never seen a movie with more PA announcements. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the weird and stuff- the, And it's all PA announcements doing expositional dialogue. Like, a, basically, the entire first two acts plot threads are set up by PA announcements on basis. Mm-hmm. There's a weird thing where I, I saw this in the notes, but it's the guy who does the voice for it, it's the AN Forces Radio. I guess it's the Allied Na- Na- Nationals or something, Allied Nation. But the voice that does all those announcements is this guy, Adrian Croenor, who was the real life uh, dude that uh, Robin Williams plays in Good Morning Vietnam. That's hilarious. That guy is the actual guy from Vietnam that was the voice. And so that's why he always says stuff like, Good yeah. morning, Shadaloo. This is an endlessly. Uh... Ridiculous and interesting movie. I wrote maybe, okay, so my notes are, you know, whatever you call it, they're in order. Uh-huh. And I have a note where it says, um, okay, so there's a really funny part where they get the guy uh, who's, his name is, they call him Charlie. They also call him Carlos. I, yeah. Unclear. Blanca, but the Blanc- guy that they're going to turn into Blanca. Yeah. The, basically, Blanca, when they have him in that thing and he's like, they're, they're basically turning this guy into a maniac and they're forcing all this stuff in there. And then the scientist who doesn't want to do it, he's like, all right, I guess bring out the stuff. And so they bring out these bags. And I loved the idea of the bags. <laughs> the have, neon. They say yeah. the bags are made on there. So at some point, somebody had to manufacture these bags. And yeah. they say, use extreme caution with this DNA mutagen. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what? And at that point, my next note is, Compared to the Super Mario Brothers movie, this is one of the greatest films of all time. Oh, oh, it is. Watching these two movies back to back. Yeah. And like. And you can just tell that if the suit, I feel like if the Super Mario Brothers movie had a creative uh, driver behind it the way this did. Yeah. You would get a really fun thing because I feel like. Well, this is one guy's movie. Yeah. That he's frantically having to put together. And the whole time. We mentioned it, but the whole time Jean Claude Van yeah, damn he's got, it, his he's two, a, literally one of his quotes that he was known for saying on set mm-hmm. was, uh, "Did Raúl Julia take his medications today?" Yeah, and did Jean Claude Van Damme not? Yeah, yeah, like that was like a running joke. It's crazy. And, and here's another fun thing about the movie, like show the me. notes Throw that he had me. to get is one of the big financial backers of this movie as well mm-hmm. was Hasbro. Oh, wow. And the G.I. Joe toy line, if you can remember, mm-hmm. like the three and a half inch figures are on their death nail. Yeah. Like they're almost done. And uh, there's also, as you can remember, at around this time period, a lot of Street Fighter 2 G.I. Joe action figures yeah, as yeah. well. They started coming out. So they had to go off of their notes. That's why he drives the fucking stealth boat 
Oh, it's so funny. Because they had leftover G.I. Joe boats that they had to make for I have that. A, I have a good note about that. Uh-oh, look out. We got a fast boat. Yeah, this and is definitely. The goes stealth. So they show a video and it's just the water being like. Yeah. Like, what how is that stealth? stealth? Yeah. Like, this is. All right. The more we're talking about it, it's this great. is the best case scenario you could have with the movie that they had to make on I, so many levels. I talked about how a couple of weeks ago I watched Scarface uh-huh. and I hated it. Yeah. And on, on the letterbox site, I gave it a one star review and I said, I hate this movie. But there were a million other reviews that were like five stars. That's like this movie fucking rules. This movie is insane and awesome. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's going to happen with this is I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And I think most people are going to be like, this thing sucks shit. You know, the, I wish I could have watched it with like Street Fighter, the movie, your enjoyment of it will increase exponentially with every person mm-hmm. you're watching it with or drink that you're watching it sure, with. Yeah. Like if you watch this movie with four other friends yeah, and everybody had at least six beards, it's going to be the best night of your life. You know, where I it's just, just think, like, I think that the, you can't think of this movie. You can't watch this movie and think this is so bad. I think you have to say this is so funny. I think they're literally making hilarious comedy. There is a ridiculous line exchange that (laughs) happens in this movie. Like every fucking four. Every other line. Yeah. When the Ken and Ryu. Yeah. Go undercover and they're working like I'm. There's no plot to this movie. There's no like linear. I don't remember how we could talk about this movie. I don't remember. All I can do is slowly remember stuff and then be like, and then this shit happened. Yeah. But Ken and Ryu go undercover because Guile is, he fakes his death. Yep. Well, hold on. Hold on. There's also stuff in this movie where if you look away for like a second, you miss two. Cause like literally, so the movie starts not, we don't have to go scene by scene, but for this specific Ken and Ryu, they are okay. in like a cage fighting each other or fighting yeah. other people. They're fighting that other guy who I don't know. But uh, and the song that's playing is Habanero, which is from the opera Carmen, which well, is very popular. Okay. I thought we were going to talk. Uh, yeah. But hold on. They're fighting. First off, they got stopped by West Studi, who, uh, fun fact, I'm not even kidding, I think is related to me, uh, who's playing what well, he's playing uh, Iron Fist. And he catches them. They were going to sell them weapons. The weapons have tennis balls in them. And so then they have to go fight. So they're fighting. Yeah. And then literally. A- I AKA at, Sagat. Yeah. Oh, Sagat. Yes. yes. So I literally at that point, he's they're fighting. I look away and I look back and they're in, they're all in jail together. <laughs> and I don't know how they all. And then I was like, wait, did all of that other stuff happen in jail? Yeah. I missed something major there. And I was like, I'm not going to rewind it. I'm just going to go with this. Yeah. And then that's when they have to set up the thing. So the go ahead where they uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme has to pretend to die. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is ridiculous because uh, for starters, there is a scene in the movie where it's very clear that Jean-Claude Van Damme faked his death. Though Ken and Ryu could get into prison and go undercover yeah. and uh, break up this M. Bison weapons ring yeah but 
Chun Li. She's a reporter, mm-hmm. and who is she's, Phoenix Shan? Yeah, and ageless. Uh, yeah, no shit. She's fucking fifty-seven. It's crazy. Yeah, she is well, impeccable. Yeah, it makes me want to go back into a sub uh, Star Wars group where people were like, "How the fuck is she in both of these shows?" And it's like, well, it's because she's fucking sixty and yeah, book of Boba Fett. But uh, anyways, Chun Li, the reporter, is snooping around trying to find stuff, and Guile is laying in the morgue. Yep. Yeah. Faking his death. And, and she's which like everybody was in on. Yeah. And she like uncovers the fucking drape or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the it's sheet. Yeah. We and call he's, them sheets. That's he's what there called. with fake bullet holes and she mm-hmm. like discovers it. Instead of which is just ridiculous. Instead of like, you know, him just going back to his office, he's laying in the morgue waiting to punk her. And her whole thing is she's a reporter, but she's really mad because like M. Yeah. Bison killed her family and shit. Yeah, yeah. And there's uh, a part where she says like, I've been chasing this bastard for 20 years. You have to let me. And it's like, wait, so is she supposed to be 40 at this point? Yeah. She's ageless. No, uh, yeah. the line is so great uh, that she says to Guile there where it's like, I'm only going after him for vengeance. And oh, then- that's right. And then Guile's like, yeah, so am I. Or no, I, no, I'm she fucking says something. Butchering she, it. she says something. She's like, I, I, I want this. And he goes, you can't go after it. You can't kill him for vengeance. And then she walks out and he goes, that's why I'm going to kill him. Yeah. And that's just what this movie does nonstop. Yeah. And it's really weird. Um, like, like, yeah. Yeah. I, like I'm saying, I'm just going to remember shit and spout that's it fine. out. Like, there's I'll, a scene where. Yeah. Uh, e Honda and Balrog are in prison together. They get captured. They're uh, for context. They are the cameramen. That's right. For, and they were all actually like fighters. They were like spies. Yeah. They're the cameraman for Chun Li. Yeah. Anyways, they're in a dungeon, and Piston Honda says, "Uh, can you give me a hand?" Or something about giving me a hand and they're like hey we haven't oh. even been in prison for that long hold on i got that right here hold on i got that in my notes see you're going way out of order so i got sorry no that's okay i just gotta i gotta I, find I, that I, i'm gonna reel it in here let me find that quote because you said it so uh oh wait there's one of the fucking best lines in the movie without a doubt is when they're notifying bison that uh guile's dead and so yeah. they're like, they're like, Colonel Guile is dead. And then DJ, who's like the assistant to buy in Bison. Good goes, comedy, too. He's like, this Joanna is great. So DJ goes, this is great news. And then Bison goes, on the contrary, I mourn. And DJ goes, okay. <laughs> like the line reading of it is like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, let me find that great jack off joke, though, because it's really fun. Yeah, like I could just read all of these fucking Hondo, lines. give me a hand. They're in prison and Balrog uh-huh. goes, Hondo, give me a hand. And Hondo goes, I've only been in jail two hours. Try me next month. <laughs> like, Yeah, pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, and one of the funniest lines is by, I don't know who this guy is. I, I, I couldn't figure out because I don't, again, I, maybe if I knew all the characters from the game, but it's when um, I, Chun-Li and Hondo and them, they they're about ready to blow up the place 
right? And maybe the boat is attacking at the same time and they're yeah. watching it all happen on a TV. And one of Honda's guys goes, a uh, quick turn, change the channel. Yeah, the they're watching like a live feed of it, them it, about the big, to the big Russian guy. Yeah, it's one. Yeah, he's he's got some really good, funny lines. Zangief. Yeah, General he's, Bison. He's a bad guy. That's yeah, one of his lines later. Uh huh. <laughs> and no, it's even better. Is because he's like, why would you look for a bad guy? And yeah. then DJ's like, because he paid me a fortune to do so. Yeah, and then walks away, and Zangief is like. Wait, you, you got paid? paid? <laughs> and uh, it has like weird jokes that don't even pay off because Zangief would hold his thumb sideways and yeah. like didn't know how to be an American and stuff. It's this, just like there's never something not happening in this movie that isn't like weird. Like what another thing that I really loved was one of those moments after Guile dies, uh, Colonel Guile the one of those voiceover guys is like the television news is like the world is in shock that colonel guile is killed and i'm like the world so yeah. everybody knows this one fucking colonel yeah. right <laughs> war criminal yeah colonel and, well, and what's and funny is like, <laughs> like apparently the guy that they originally casted mm -hmm. uh for ryu like was a he's like a badass action star and like yeah. Japan or whatever but he can't he he sucks at English uh -huh. so they kept him in the movie and then remade him a different character and that's why that it's it's not Hondo but it's a guy that's name it's like Shondo or something it's not yeah and, yeah uh Captain Sawada Sawada that's it and like and, and his... then he has one of the funniest fucking lines in the movie because Guile's given his uh briefing about yeah. going into fucking Bison's camp is this the is this the briefing when they're like yeah we gotta close we're gonna cancel this we're just gonna pay him off and yeah he's, yeah and then they're having the briefing and one and, guy and that's when Guile up. goes hold on before he oh. says that Guile goes the war is canceled we can all go home <laughs> he's in the middle of a briefing and this guy with just it's the acting is so bad and it's so yeah. funny yeah yeah and he's like a single boat against everything he's got the pilot that would have to be out of his mind, right? And then Guile says, luckily, Bison has driven me crazy, so I'm going to do it. Oh, it's my just, God. It's nothing but, like, leftover 80s action, like, one-liners yeah. is I what think, this movie is. Like, imagine, I bet you, who would it be? If Jean-Claude Van Damme's character would have been played by somebody who was more self-aware, like a they more... They offered it out the bat. Capcom had the role circled for one man. Who? Tell me. Don't fucking leave John me. John Claude Van Damme. Oh, that, fuck. He, there was a one man list. They, Capcom was like, yes, we want the American guy to be played by the muscles from Brussels and his thick accent. He's coming off of, by the way, mm -hmm. when he's doing it and he's doing all this cocaine, he's uh -huh. coming off of his third divorce. So well, have you ever seen the, the series JCVD? Uh, I watched like the first two episodes. It's supposed to be really great. I like yeah. that. And I know the people it's that in made the vein it of uh, the Cobra Kai. Type yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, that like weird bazaar that Honda has or whatever it is where there's like the like it's where Chun Li's like pretending to be like a dancer or magician yeah. assistant and stuff. Uh, there's like a, a guy hawking stuff. And he's like the things he says is he's like, 
I got cruise missiles. They only need warheads. Yeah. Uh, I got armored personal carriers directly from the Iraqi war. And then he says, helicopter only used once to evacuate American soldiers in Saigon. It's like, fuck, man, that's pretty serious. They got lines like uh, hostage pit now opening. Stand clear. Stand clear of hostage pit. And And when when Bison is using the computers or doing anything, his like control panel is the stand up, the video game. Yeah, that rules. That's really that, cool. That's yeah. way better than the SNES guns and Super Mario. Um, Chun Li's a girl boss, and she's also a Shiro. I wrote that down. Uh, Bice, when they're all in the room, and then all of a sudden Bison pulls a Jodie Foster on him. You know, you know, uh-huh. he, get, he gets in a panic room. <laughs> uh, and then that—that's when the evil scientist doctor starts trying to fuck with Blanca by changing it to all like happy stuff. So instead of all the nightmare Nazi shit, he starts watching like happy videos of people hugging and loving each other. What's fun is like, I'm going through the IMDB memorable quotes and like you can pull anything, like any quote that they pulled from this movie is just ridiculous and goes to show how like tongue in cheek it is. Like uh, here, I'm just randomly doing this one. It's Cammy. Cammy here. Are you all right? Colonel Guile, I'm okay. I'm just half dead. Cammy <laughs> and Bison, Colonel Guile, all dead. Yeah, Cammy is. Uh, oh, also, that's so funny because why would you say, "Oh, I'm I'm just half dead"? It's like, what? yeah, it's like so you're you only saying up. that so you can say the other thing. Uh, yeah. Cammy is played by fucking uh, Kylie Minogue, who I had the biggest crush on in the '90s because well, of Biodome. Yeah, and to be fair, the music video to uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head, mm-hmm. uh, I watched that, and it is overly horny and uh, sexy well, by today's standards. Well, she's like their Britney Spears of Australia. And stuff. Yeah. She was in this movie because Capcom and like some film board was like, hey, you should put an Australian in this. So he saw a magazine cover that she was yeah. on. He's like, all right, cast her. She's Australian. And she's, I, I loved her when I was a kid because of Biodome. I had like a huge crush on her. Yeah, and, and then, then I didn't know until like the 2000s or the 2020s, no, the 2010s, that she was like this huge superstar in Australia. Right. Yeah. Well, and then her and JCVD were hooking up. They were hooking up on it. Now, so here's a quote I got. They were from- hooking up. Apparently, uh, one of the things that really hampered the production is way too much time spent at, uh, the masseuses oh yeah getting handies that, that, getting, that getting yeah craft craft work done that's what i call it like robert craft you know uh-huh. uh here's a quote here's the thing i pulled john claude van damme revealed later that during filming he had a drug problem of doing ten thousand dollars worth of cocaine a day and he was having an affair with kylie minogue the director Stephen DeSosa, confirmed in 2018 that van damme's cocaine addiction caused constant disruptions during filming the studio had hired a wrangler to keep an eye on him but that person ended up being a worse influence on him yeah. Uh, the action star would often call in sick, leave the set, show up late or not at all. And it forced them to, to find other scenes to do in order. And so the whole crew just had to like completely change. They're on the themselves. whim of a fucking coked, coked out, out fucking, Brussels. Yeah. Brussels sprout. Big, big timing the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and he's going through some shit too. Yeah. The, it is kind of cool. So Saget or Saga, what's his name? Mm-hmm. 
He's yeah. Wes Studi plays him. Now Wes Studi is, was famous for Geronimo and heat. He's in heat. He's in the last of the Mohicans. Uh, he's a native American actor, but he's from Oklahoma. His name is Studi. And my grandmother's maiden name is Studi. And it's the same family. Like we, I, I can't find it, <laughs> but it's like, literally like we have, we have cousins involved, you know, similar, the same cousins. Awesome. Um, so growing up, I always knew the name West Studi. I was like, Oh fuck. That's our, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to do a bad paraphrase, but the scene where Piston Honda is getting whipped by the torture guy mm-hmm. and Balrog is standing off to the side. Yeah. Uh, wondering how he is like, wow, man, how, how could you take such a beating? Piston Honda says something along the lines of uh, I step outside of my brain or b- my body and go to a peaceful place. Mm-hmm. And then Paul Rock says, man, when you come back next time, when you come back, why don't you bring a pizza? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, boy. People loved pizza in the early 90s. They were doing anything to get on oh, that. Oh, yeah. I. Uh, it was funny how like how bad that one guy you mentioned, Swanda or whatever. His voiceover, how horrible the audio quality of it was yeah. anytime that character talked. And then every once in a while, Jean-Claude Van Damme would be like, he'd be unintelligible. And then the next line would be absolutely perfect. And you're like, oh, God, they just could not oh, get him yeah. to say that sentence, the, could they? Yeah. And then, like, it's, it is, like I said, so amazing that this movie has any relevance now today with like all of the shit going on with the production. Cause I know the stunt coordinator guy mm-hmm. was like, he directed like first unit shit. Oh, and wow. he'd, he'd never done that. And so the stunt coordinator people were so busy. They couldn't even train because they were all tied up trying to train all the actors that had no idea how to do anything because they casted everybody for likeness. Oh, so yeah. they have all these people that look like street fighters, but can't, even do anything yeah i uh, did you ever see blood in blood out when you were a kid oh yeah 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 that's uh what's his name uh ken is from blood yeah in, blood out. i just realized that now yeah and apparently cool. he's a piece of shit oh that sucks yeah uh, i believe it and uh, he was hard to work with and he yeah uh yeah i'm just going through my notes now to see because i know balrog and zangief have been in like a bunch of different action franchise movies and sequels and stuff like i know balrogs and both lethal weapons well uh, Honda, zangief was Honda's in uh necessary roughness he's so a lineman is ba- so is uh zangief zangief oh. is in necessary roughness the program and he plays leatherface in the texas chainsaw oh, Massacre yeah. reboot the reboot i saw that in yeah. the theater as well saw that in the same the theater the same summer i saw uh, Laura Croft. This is a endlessly fucking fascinating film. Yeah, it's I so many layers, and I have no idea what it's about. I really enjoyed it. Um, what if we changed the show to where we talk about movies, kinda, and then we just read the IMDb trivia? <laughs> sure. Uh, in 2010, this was ranked number 27 on Empire's 50 worst movies ever. Go fuck yourself, Empire Magazine. Yeah. This is not a bad move. It's one thing if you make it's, a movie that, and it yeah. turns out bad. But if you're trying, there is so much tongue in the cheek of this movie. Calling it a bad movie is uh, telling on yourself. Yeah. That you don't know. And I would have not known because I always heard it was just a terrible movie. 100%. I, and I feel like uh, Mario Brothers lived up to it being a horrible movie. I feel like this doesn't deserve that. No. 
they're too self-aware. They're too self-aware. And yeah. oh, what I was saying before is, imagine if Jean-Claude Van Damme's character was played by somebody with some nuance and some chops. Uh-huh. Like, like I don't even know who a good example. Maybe even uh, fucking Bruce Willis or something. I think this movie could have been fucking phenomenal. No, if, you, if that yeah. character was played by somebody who knew the what was going but, going on. Yeah, but now watching it through today's lens, mm-hmm. it makes the movie even better. This, oh, yeah. I think a part of this movie's like life now mm-hmm. is that you can take so many parts of it uh, out of the movie. Yeah. And they're heightened by just being like, here's 10 clips of Raul Julia fucking yelling about something and giving a funny line in Street Fighter. Like it's made to be dissected by YouTube clips. Yeah. You know, like. There's a lot of funny, just like, and that, and John Clyde Van Damme playing it like he does makes it even better with his weird fucking dye hair job, mm-hmm. like orange. He looks, yeah. he looks Irish at moments. It's you know, so, it's so weird. His it's character, weird everything about it yeah. is weird. Him wearing that American flag patch on his arm just throws me for a loop the whole time. And they do that with Schwarzenegger a lot, too, where you're like, oh, what? You're a fucking... Yeah. You're, you're in the Marines? Our Marines? <laughs> uh, and only that, but uh, I isn't it weird that a soldier would get an American flag tattoo on them, but they yeah. wouldn't have it facing the way that soldiers wear it? Yeah, right? I uh, here's an interesting thing in the IMDb is that Fabio was going to play Vega. That's kind of funny. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Byron Mann, who was, a, uh, I don't know who he plays in this. He said in an interview, Oh, Byron Mann plays Ryu. He mm-hmm. said in an interview that they, uh, they didn't like uh, about filming in Thailand. They didn't like the food, but they loved the par- massage parlors. So they were yeah. all just getting hand jobs like crazy. Yeah. Uh, also, the extras are mm-hmm. very funny throughout the oh, entire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's just random extra stuff. All the going extra, on. Met like when, the, yeah, yeah, the henchman extras mm-hmm. are fucking great. And when they're doing like wide shots of a truck driving through town and like mm-hmm. causing mayhem, the people jumping out of the way of the truck, and there's a lot of them, all look great. Also, the movie is so full of the bad guy henchman standing in front of an explosion yeah. and falling forward it's it's great there's a good wilhelm scream here there's like, a good wilhelm right scream. up top the what's amazing <laughs> i just remembered this when you get introduced to m bison uh-huh. he is in his uh james lab or james bond specter yeah. like headquarters yeah. area and he is what he's doing is fighting prisoners of war one by one and instantly killing them and snapping their necks. Yeah. Like there's a line of prisoners that they're just making go fight M Bison. And yeah. he is just like minimal effort, like killing them one by one. And it's brilliant. Like, there's a funny, when you mentioned the Wilhelm scream, this yeah. is according to the IMDb trivia toward the end of the movie, when in the AN forces first arrive at Bison's fortress, one of Bison's troopers is sent flying from an explosion and you hear Goofy's, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> and it's the makes it one of the only non-animated and non-Disney films to use that sound effect. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 
Oh, sorry. Here we go. The line I was looking for when Chung Lee is talking to Guile and uh, we find out that Guile was actually not dead. He said, this war is not about your vendetta. It's about mine. And I'm what? sorry that yeah. my Jean-Claude Van Damme is going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. This war no is not what. about vendetta. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Um, what a bad, this has got to be a bad episode to listen to. Uh, I just, I was just doing a thing where I'm like, what if I was listening back to this? Oh, I'd probably skip this one. Yeah. Uh, great movie. Fantastic. Now I'll tell you one little fact about it that I thought was interesting for us and for our show. This movie was released on December 23rd, 1994. Yeah. That's why the movie is what it is because they were like, we have to have it done by Christmas. Yeah. We got, we got to sell the stealth boats and guile toys. Yeah get the shit out by christmas well do you know what i'll tell you what happened on december and also there is a music video yeah. made by mc hammer and Dion sanders oh, with wow. the entire cast of the movie in it oh, to sell weird. it uh december 1994 first off other things that were playing in the theater uh dumb and dumber came out on december 6th of that year uh-huh richie rich came out december 21st legends of the fall came out december 16th uh, Fist of Legend came out on the 22nd. The Jungle Book came out the same exact day. So they were competing right away with the Jungle Book. Uh, and then also, sadly, on that same exact day that this came out, Sebastian Shaw, who played Anakin Skywalker in Return of the Jedi when they fucking popped the head off, uh-huh. that actor passed away that day. Oh. Lost him. Right. Great actor, Sebastian Shaw. Well, uh... I mean, Raul Julia uh, did the entire movie with cancer and Stomach died cancer. Uh, before the release of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, I think it'd be remiss without mentioning that. I know, I forgot. I should have mentioned that instead of fucking bringing up Anakin Skywalker. That's a great segue. Uh, yeah, uh, Raul, and there's a lot of people that when they talk about like the the people who are in this, because lots yeah. of articles have come out about the making of this movie over the years. That's why we know so much. Fucking fascinating yeah. for starters. And what a lot of people have all said was, because Raul was dying, his family was there the whole time because they wanted to spend his, their last few months with him. And they said that it was just really wonderful. His, he was so warm and welcoming to everybody. And um, yeah, and he's great on film. And like, yeah, this goddamn bad. movie. He's great. He's, he's flying great around. And those the, the final fight scene behind, between him and Guile is fucking ridiculous. Now, here's one of those and, things where I looked away. Tell me how this movie ends. <laughs> Cause I from okay, so you can't look away. All right, the fight scene between. I know Ga- the end. I know like when yeah. they're like they see the building explode, and then yeah. they're in their like video game poses. I saw no. that, but what happens you, prior? If to you're that? not if you're not paying attention with laser sharp focus, yeah, in the final fight scene between Guile and M Bison, and it is ridiculous and awesome, and I'm so excited to be talking about it. But first off, Guile does his signature like spin kick. Mm-hmm. and throws M. Bison onto a computer, and he gets electrocuted and dies. Those, oh, and yes. Then, and then that's where you get the line where Cammy's like, hey, how are you doing? And I Guile's did see like, that. oh, I'm half dead. And, she, you know, Bison, he's all dead. But so little I do they saw know, that and didn't even, like, internalize it as, here's the big climax. Yeah. But little did they know, uh, the Blanca, like, yep. tech... Is reviving yep. 
Blanca is basically Captain America meets Tokon Razor. Which, by the way, they're doing clockwork orange stuff to Blanca. Yeah. Uh, and at one point, they legit show a fucking execution. Yeah. Uh, like a yep. guy getting shot and dying. Like, yeah, it's actual crazy. like be real footage. Yeah. Of an execution in a in kids this, movie in this fun PG thirteen movie. Uh, <laughs> but anyways. Bison gets electrocuted. He becomes resurrected and they have a fight where he can fly around. Mm -hmm. And basically he has this whole line about how Satan was expelled from heaven and blah, blah, blah. And then right then out of nowhere, Guile does a triple like footage kick of M Bison uh, kicks him into the televisions and then everything fucking just explodes like there's no rhyme or reason why this would have happened to end the fight and blow it up and do all this shit but it happened and it's phenomenal and it looks great and it's ridiculous much like every third thing that happens in this movie it is ridiculous and it's great that's fantastic uh yeah i and everything blows up I just missed a little bit of that, but I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I loved the, I had a great time watching the yeah. movie. And apparently bison bucks get sold on eBay for like 10 bucks a buck. Oh, cool. That's fun. Yeah. That's a very, he's everything he says is so good. Like that whole thing. He's like, I can't do anything with these. These are bison. These are not real. And yeah. he's like, what are you talking about? There's going to be 10 times the British pound as soon as we <laughs> kidnap the queen. Right. And when he's laying out the fucking floor plan, for mm-hmm. his fascist utopia. Yeah. And he's like, and over here, all the big major corporations are yeah. going to want to buy in. They say that. And on the news in one section, they're like, uh, world leaders hate him. The co- uh, corporate CEOs love him. Yeah. Uh, there's a really funny, one of my favorite lines in this movie that's so funny at the beginning is that scientist that, the, that they made do all the shit to Blanco. Yeah. He's Dollism. talking and he's like, I thought that I thought this time was for me. And he goes, uh, well, after I crush my enemies, we'll see about you getting published, huh? And it's right. like so apparently okay. So the two biggest lines in the movie, we gotta get these out of the way that okay. like have like cultural relevance for the other people is the first off you have Guile. He's giving like a first the UN or the AN guy, they're getting ready to go invade bison and get the hostages back yeah. but the suits show up yeah and they're the like goddamn no, peacemongering suits they're gonna pay them and there's not gonna be a war and guile pretty much talks to all of his troops and he's like our friends have died and then uh he, he this is the line he's like i'm not going home i'm gonna get on my boat and i'm going up river and i'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Yeah. Doesn't that sound yeah. like something George W. Bush would have said in 2001? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. The next Osama bin Laden wannabe yeah. is going to feel it. So that's his When you were a line. kid, did you guys, my dad and I used to always tell each other shit like that. We always thought it was funny to be like, yeah, I'm going to fuck, I'm going to punch you so hard. Your grandkids are going to have brain damage. And I'm like, so then your great grandkids are going to have brain damage. And then, here is by far the best line in the movie. Here we go. This, this is broken through. It is iconic within certain circles. But uh, after Chun-Li gets captured by M. Bison's forces, uh, he's given her a 
private interview. Oh yeah. In, yeah. in his chambers. And he's got like his robe on and everything. And, uh, Chun Lee is mad at him because she killed fucking or M Bison killed invaded her. his village 20 years ago. Her she talks about what she's been up to. Mm-hmm. Like she wants a vendetta. It's because he killed his, her entire village. And M Bison, Raul Julia, again, just chewing scenery like he does at any moment in this movie, is walking around with two drinks. And he says, for you, the day Bison grazed your village was the most important day in your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> oh, boy. I just, what a great, what a great top to bottom Raul Julia flick. Yeah. You know? it's a popcorn Watch it with movie. your friends, man. Yeah. I'm... And if one of your friends is like, this is so stupid, stop being friends with that person. Because this yeah. is a good, funny movie. Yeah. Uh, it, have... it could use a good 35, 30 minutes less. So nobody ever gets bored. Yeah. But that's when you should. If you took a shot every time yeah. a PA announces something, you would be drunk and loving this movie by the second act. Yeah, totally. There's a um oh. I, another quick scene that I really thought that I thought was kind of funny. Just the the take they used is when um uh what's her name? Uh Cammy, she's talking uh-huh. to Chun Li and she's like, uh, oh, black doesn't look good on you or some shit. And then she goes, hey, nice pigtails. And she's like, you should talk. Yeah. And then she kind of reaches. She's like, what? Why would you say that? And then she feels her like buns in her uh, hair. And she's yeah. like, oh. and like does like a real like, oh, boy, like a, a take to camera, she... like from like fucking Abbott and Costello. Yeah, uh, that actress. Fan, uh, yeah, Finnick Shand. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ming- her reaction. Ming her reaction to that M Bison line earlier yeah. is fucking awesome and hilarious well, too. It, there's a funny in the IMDb trivia. There's a funny thing about how she went back because she was on ER at the time, and she's like, "I go back to ER," and I'm like, "Oh God!" Yeah. Everybody's like, "How was your summer? <laughs> what movie did you do?" And she was like, "Oh, I think this movie's gonna ruin me." And George George Clooney's like, "Don't worry about it. You're gonna do a lot of bad movies. You'll be fine." Yeah, and that was before Batman and Robin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really fun. Uh, uh, I'm yeah. so glad this movie didn't suck shit. Yeah, I had a blast watching it. After yeah. a long day, even, I had a blast watching it. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Goddamn. Okay, well. Oh, and. Uh-oh. Everything in Bison's chambers uh-huh. was fucking hilarious. His hat rack was oh, yeah. super over the top and lovely. He has a hat rack with, like, 15 different hats for any occasion the m bison hat and also there's a big ass like ghostbuster 2 style portrait oh yeah painting of him and on top of that there is a john wayne gacy fucking pogo the clown yeah wearing an m bison hat painting behind him yeah and he has a fucking bone chandelier the scene that scene it's got to be on youtube yeah if 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 you just want to get the gist do Chung Lee M. Bison scene because the opening shot is a goddamn bone chandelier. And then it gets the, for me, it was Tuesday line. Yeah. It's fucking perfect. This movie's ridiculous. It's wonderful. Uh, yeah. And it's very, you just, the fact that it, I, I don't have nothing else to say, man. I don't know. 
I'm speechless. I'm just saying, you can see this movie was made in the edit. They just went off into the jungle with a bunch of fucking hookers and blow and yep. executive notes and saying, a you got to do this. A Super Nintendo, a Super Nintendo with just one game. Yeah. And then they fucking And there's no storyline to the no. game either. Yeah. The game is well, you go around the, the world and fight. Like Mortal Kombat yeah. at least has like a everybody's reason? got a backstory, you know, and there's a lot of subplots in Mortal Kombat. Almost it, there's all oh, there is a lot of fighters in this movie. There are yeah. almost no streets in this movie. Yeah. Like even yeah. in the cities, there's yeah. a lot of roads. So like I as somebody there's who's definitely never, no street fights. As somebody who's never played the yeah, no fighting in the street. As somebody who's never played the video game, it's so funny to just kinda of be whatever. And then they did a sequel, it's not a G.I. Sequel, Joe the movie. But there's another movie in um uh A reboot. The a reboot Legend of, of Chung Lee. And I think it's all it sucks shit legitimately because they tried to go yeah. hard and do like a, a hard movie. The only uh saving grace to that movie mm-hmm. uh and I'm sure you could just pull it all off of YouTube yeah. and not have to fuck with the movie. Is apparently Chris Klein. Yeah. I think I got that name right. The rollerball yep. slash American Pie kid. From uh, Iowa. Or when yeah. he, he was going to school in Iowa when he auditioned for Election. Yeah. Filmed Anyways, in Omaha, which is when he got famous. He, which he's great in Election. It's fantastic but, in Election. Uh, he is not. He, he, he's out of his element and his acting is kind of uh yeah. been lampooned after there's the there's a it's scene like, there's a scene with him i don't know who he plays in the movie maybe i can find it it's right here but there's a scene like, where he looks right at the camera and it's like this whole scene plays out he plays Charlie nash he's he's yeah. like playing the same movie as the first street fighter he's but in he's this doing movie. it earnest he's in this movie and they're all in like the new Mortal Kombat, where there's yeah. no wink and no, no, you know, no. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, goddamn. Okay, well, that's uh, we got to be done talking about this yeah. movie, right? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm gonna randomly remember anything else from it. Can I ask you what do you think about? We're talking. No, this is producing on the fly. What do you think about just leaving this? Like instead of breaking up the outro. Yeah. Do you care? No, you're the producer guy. Yeah, uh, we're good because I just want to because I, I we're just gonna go right into the outro. You asked because... me about stuff how we formulate the podcast. It's kind of like uh, when the wife asked me about if I like a bed frame, you know. Sure. But the thing is, though, is that you're still gonna sleep on that bed, so you might have input you don't know you have because we fixed stuff. Remember back in the day when we were like, should we take turns saying the intro to the show? <laughs> and we weren't didn't know, but then that was a good idea. That's I'm a chill thing. dude, you dude. Yes. I'm like water, man. You know? Where can the listeners find you, Water? At Reamcore. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. Check me out there. Um, and also, follow some toy accounts, man. Yeah. Fucking the world sucks shit. Uh, there's tons of accounts that are just pictures of He-Man doing cool shit. Totally. And it's a good break from all the other bullshit. I wish I got into toy Instagram years ago. Yeah. Also, follow us on Instagram and shit like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, follow uh, uh, at Patrick Hasty on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, go to my go to our websites and stuff like that. Um, Toy Galaxy is still one of my faves. I love. Oh my God, Pixel Dan. Yeah. That feller on YouTube. He posted a great video the other day. He found a video of him at a toy fair like in 2012, 
Yeah. And he just posted it. And there's a part where he sees a Castle Grayskull original still in the box, still in the cellophane for a hundred bucks. And he's just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, don't, I got one though. And then he walks on and then it cuts to him today being like, are you kidding me? I could have just bought that. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, follow the podcast. Uh, if you haven't, get on the Patreon. If you do, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. You're um, a fucking angel. Now that Reem is moving, things... Hopefully, I mean, I think I think we're at a good point. The world's opening up. I was eating corn in the middle of the street in Park Slope yeah. today. Um, it feels like we're in a thing. Uh, stand-up's back. Uh, we're living. We're loving. You're going to be doing sets all over uh, Des Moines here soon. Yeah, I'm stoked um, about that. Tell your friends... Be cool, never die, and as always remember, if you're not an NFer, you're an MFer. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here. here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.